Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Broadcasting live, as always, from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here, and I'm looking forward to wrapping up what we started yesterday and helping these guys have some really clear, set uh, pre-listing pricing strategy rules to put into place. And then next week, we'll be doing some price reduction scripts. So I think it should be some fun calls. So I'm going to address a couple of uh, – we've been receiving emails about the topic from yesterday, and I'm going to sort of just hit the nail on the head with a few of you guys because it's clear to me that many of you still do not know what's happening overall in the economy and the real estate markets. Um, and I'm a fearful for you, and I mean that with all sincerity. No sense in me trying to soft-pedal it. I am legitimately and honestly fearful for you guys. You need to be doing your own homework so you know exactly what's happening in the economy, and you need to stop relying – on useless news sources like CNN and all the other places that are basically the soft cert, you know, type news things. Don't trust those sources. They always report the information late, especially as it pertains to housing, like six months late. Go to your MOS. Go back and li- you know, go back and listen to the, the three, four shows we did a couple weeks ago about basically the fact that we're in a shifting market. Every single piece of information that I find. Um, and I share with all of our coaching clients on our private Facebook page, it does nothing other than reinforce the fact that we are indeed in a recession. I am literally finding nothing to basically counter that, and that the recession has maybe been going on since 2014, which is my theory. So the reality is is right now we are in what was going to be a changing market. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a huge drop like there was in 2007. There could be. I honestly have no clue, but I do feel that what we're experiencing, based on all the global indicators of the economy, this is going to be a big, old, messy reset. And, you know, if you're not ready for it, you're going to be absolutely, completely caught by surprise. So you have to be preparing yourself. You have to be doing your best you can to prepare your sellers and your buyers. The focus of today's show, the focus of the shows next week, are going to be basically – making it so that you have a stronger skill set when it comes to pricing. Pricing, the hardest thing in a changing market like this, guys, truthfully, is dealing with sellers' expectations. Because sellers, like unfortunately many of you, are getting their information from crappy sources. So they actually believe that, you know, the housing market is still all, you know, unicorns, poop, and rainbows. So in many of your markets, that's what it feels like. But what happens, guys, and you can, pay, you can do your own homework on this, is the market always slows from the top down. And the top is massively slowing down right now. And very quickly, you're going to start seeing that in other price points in the market as people start to overreact. People never react uh, sensibly to what they project to be bad news. They always overreact, right? And so that's what's going to happen this time as well. 
So you're going to be listing houses, hopefully all of you. You know, I'm hoping all of you are listening are also listers. You're going to be listing houses, and then you're going to be having these conversations with these sellers about why they're not selling. So what we're doing is we're giving you guys the information on how you can present it to the sellers for your existing listings so you can get those repositioned. Remember, never say lower price. Always say reposition the house on the market to correctly reflect the market's expectations. And we want you to have the information ahead of time so that when you're, you know, say 90 days from now, when you're, and whenever, when hopefully most of the market is acknowledging the fact that we're in a, sh a changed market, that you have the scripts and the skill set necessary to, to help those sellers that are, say, for example, expiring. Which leads me to my third little micro point before Julie jumps back in where we left off yesterday. One of the biggest opportunities that you're going to be looking at, probably starting in the next 90 days, is not going to be social networking. <laughs> Ugh, I'm so sick of hearing about right. that. It's not, going to, it's not going to be all this other little gimmicky stuff. It's going to be expired listings. There's going to be a massive influx as we approach, you know, next 90 days, I would say, maybe 120 days. You're going to see, and I know in some of your markets there are like, you know, the expired listings are few and far between. Well, you're going to see in the next 90 to 120 days, the expired inventory is going to start to steadily increase. So you have to start, Julie, making noise. You're going to have to start increasing your skill set in a meaningful way around getting expired. And I'm speaking specifically to our coaching clients. Go to your coach. Go to Real Estate Coaching Essentials. Download the scripts. Download the objection handlers. Memorize the listing presentation. Become very, very, very good at expired listings because you will literally be in a position to help hundreds of people, if not thousands, and make a fortune. So the way that you make money in a market like this is that you, you are ahead of the curve. And that's what hopefully all of you feel like you're getting from listening to our podcast every day and especially our coaching clients. Julie, anything you want to tag on to that? Well, I always say your job in real estate is to say yes more than you say no because saying yes is where the money's at and to never be in a position where you say, no, I don't work expired because there's never any in my market. That's, that's just like not good business sense. Okay, so you want to say, yes, it's my pleasure. And I always tell a lot of coaching clients come to us because they need to build their confidence, and they're not saying yes because they're not sure what to do with an expired, an unrepresented seller, a short sale, a probate, whatever. That's what we do as a coaching organization. So first you say, yes, it's my pleasure. I would love to help you. Then you ask your coach for help if you don't know what you're doing next. Okay, so quick shout-out, and then we'll get back to our pricing strategies that we started yesterday. So quick shout out to a coaching client, Thomas Curtis, who lives in Lemoore, California, or it might be Lemoore, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, which is it's the Lemoore. home of the Lemoore, is it Lemoore Naval Station is there. Yeah. And Bill Bird is his coach out in California. And Bill reports, this is from our Vital Signs, which is how we track you guys, and I see all of these, by the way. Get this. Thomas Curtis has 10 current pendings. 10. Rockin' month that's nice. going to be, right? Yeah, has six active buyers, four listings. So he has, even though he's got pendings, what I always look at is he's not listless. Things are probably going fairly quickly. He's got pendings and listings and buyers. Year-to-date closed, 22. And he has made already this week more than 50 contacts. He's doing what his coach asks him to do, and he's seeing results, and his volume reflects that. So nice job to both Coach Bill Bird as well as to Thomas Curtis. Keep up the good work. Keep yourself in momentum. You're doing a great job. And I also bring that up in case coaching clients think that it's just your coach looking in on you. We watch all of your numbers as well through our Vital Signs Report. That's part of what you get with our coaching program. So 
nice job. Well, Julie, to, Thomas Curtis. Julie, to tag on, yeah. to tag on slightly to what you just said, um, mm-hmm. and Julie said this perfectly, but just want to make sure you guys are paying attention. Curtis, this message is for you. You're having a good month, okay? You know, not a great month, but a good month, and you're you, you've got some momentum. The worst thing for you to do at this point is to uh, celebrate too long your success. And I'm sure that with Coach Bill, he'll keep you on the, tr- on the rails. Um, do not make the mistake of stopping doing what you were doing to get to where you're getting because the success that you're experiencing now, the closings that you're having now, the people that you're helping now, those relationships didn't start yesterday. Many of those relationships, if, you're really, if you really drill down on this, they start 90 days from ago. Maybe they start six months ago. So if you're not making contacts because you're too busy, busy, busy with your closings and your whatever and whatever, you're going to be broke in six months. Every one of you, and this is for the broader audience, obviously, every one of you have to recognize what your pay cycle is. You guys are delusional sometimes in thinking that, well, if I make a contact today, I get paid in 45 days. Now, in the good old days, it used to be with a first-time buyer. That is true. You could you know, get a good, great first-time buyer and maybe sell in the house in 60 days. Everyone's happy. Nowadays, it doesn't work like that, does it? In a changing market, I hope you guys are listening, it really won't work like that because your buyers are going to be overreacting to the negative news, thinking that they're going to have to wait for prices to drop. You're going to see appraisals starting to be uh, sticky again. All these types of things happen as banks start to get nervous. All these type of skill set, you know, we're, in, we're entering into a skill set market, so make sure you guys are having the skills to survive and thrive. But specifically... Know what your average contact to paycheck cycle is. Everyone talks about, you know, how many contacts you have to make before you set an appointment, how many appointments to take a listing, how many listings you take, you know, to have a closing. Well, what what we talk about is all those things, but we talk about contact to paycheck. So your contact to paycheck cycle in most of your markets, maybe in most of the guys listening, maybe it's been 90 days, maybe it's been 120 days. As we approach this noticeably shifting market, it's going to be six months. So the contacts you make today in a shifting market will pay you in six months. Assuming, you know, you contact someone today, an expired listing, you get the appointment, say, in five days, you take the listing, they take a couple weeks to get the house straightened out, then, the, you know, it is what it is, headwinds from the time of year, all these types of normal, natural things happen, and then you get paid Hopefully not 180 days, but probably in a lot of your markets, that's what you're going to be facing down. In some of your markets, some of you guys are already in a market where the average time in the market is 180 plus days. Some of you guys are in markets where, the, you know, depending on the price point, it's, you know, 60 days. Study all of this so you're prepared. But remember, do not stop to celebrate too long when you've had success. You've got to get back on that horse. You've got to stay focused because what you do today doesn't pay you today, doesn't pay you next week, pays you you know, 90 days from now, six months from now. And if you're broke six months from now, or if you're broke now, if you're having a crappy month and you're asking yourself why, it's because you didn't do what you were supposed to do 90 days ago, 120 days ago, 160. So it's all in your control. You know, here's really where, as I say all these things, I just hope I'm not like sometimes I worry I come off too direct to be honest with you because I know our you? long-time coaching no. clients. <laughs> well, I know our long-time coaching clients. You know they know me, so they know that I'm just trying to be direct to yes, save time and, and help them. But other people that are new, they're a little nervous sometimes. And I think maybe I come off overly direct. And you know, and you guys have got to understand that the cycle that we're in right now of the being a seller's market it has already come to an end. It's not 
happening, it's happened. And if you're not actively pursuing the skills necessary to transition into this new market, chances are you won't be in the real estate industry, at least not in a meaningful way, in 12 months. I realize that nobody else is telling you guys this stuff, and I know, and I know why. And you know what? So do you. You know intuitively why they're not telling you this, because they don't know what to do either. They don't know what to tell you, so they don't want to give you the bad news. You know, they just want to stay on the deck and play their instruments while the ship goes down. That's what's happening with most of the industry. How do I know this? Because I've seen this exact same thing happen before. You know, September 11th, same thing happened. You know, the Great Recession in, you know, obviously 2007, same thing happened. Our industry always is the last to tell people, agents in particular, that the sky, you know, the things are actually changing. The clouds are on the horizon. They won't tell you guys this. You have to protect yourselves. Please don't learn this lesson the hard way. Take the right actions. Julie, we left off yesterday at point number five. Yes, we did indeed. So on our pricing series, which, again, we will continue next week with some very specific price reduction scripts. But as our point was yesterday, the best way to avoid having to have that conversation is to price it right in the first place. So our list started with points one through four yesterday. Don't go, meaning don't go to the listing presentation, if you don't know Let's do point number five. Is there new construction in the area that competes with your potential listing? Remember when builders provide in-house financing, they often can sell a more expensive home for the same payment as your resale. So how does that work, Tim? How is it that a new construction home for 500000 has the same payment as my resale for four hundred, thus kicking the butt of my $400,000 listing, making me probably have to be three eighty-nine to sell it? Well, financing, finance, the buyers, the builders, and it's all, this is not, uh, this is disclosed, but the builders literally are taking some of the money and they're buying down the interest rate. That's why. Very simple. You know, yeah, so you guys the new construction interest rate is less than what they can get in the open market with a resale interest rate going to the normal lender, thus making the payment the same. And, of course, new construction is generally more appealing for most buyers anyway, since there's no inspection problems, you get to design it and decorate it, and it shows really beautiful in the whole thing. So be aware, before you go to a listing presentation, do you have new construction competing around you? And don't assume that just because the new construction is more expensive than your subject property that you're not competing with it. So be careful that's, with that. That's the How point. Do you find but that's the, that's the point, right? I mean, in most, in most of the United States, the average sale price, or the average sale price in the United States, because that was redundant what I just said, is basically $200,000. That's about what it is, 205 or whatever. And some, you know, so, okay, so if there's new construction in your marketplace and you're doing a CMA for a seller and you're working on a resale house that's $200,000, you need to be looking at the new construction, to Julie's point, that goes up into realistically the high 200s, if not $300,000. Because that builder is going to be able to make the payment for that buyer the same that your resale house would be in many cases. So you are not just competing against you're not just competing against other resale. You're competing against new construction. New construction in virtually every market will always kick the butt of resale for very practical reasons. Julie mentioned this, you know, the decorating and the picking them out and the this, that, and the other. Here's some other you know things to consider. Every resale home at about 10 or 12 years depending on your climate, is going to need a lot of work. We just went through this cycle with our own house. <laughs> you know, you got to replace yeah. <laughs> They still are. That's right. So houses, when they get to be about 10 or 12 years old, they're going to need furnaces, and they're going to need air conditioners, and they're going to need appliances. That stuff just does not last more than about a decade. 
the old days where a furnace lasts 20 or 30 years, that does not work that way anymore. You guys remember these big octopus furnaces that were in these houses, these crazy-ass things? You don't even see them anymore. Those things would last decades, not anymore. It's 10 or 12 years, these high-efficiency, whatever, whatever, and then you just toss them out. So when you're looking at a resale house and you're going to these homes and you're loving the house and you know, you're thinking this is the greatest thing since sliced bread and you go down the basement, you see that the furnace is original, the AC is original, the dishwasher is original, the disposal is the original. All these things are going to come out in the home inspection. Buyers are going to, not, buyers are going to choose new construction even at a higher price point than a resale. Be very, very, very knowledgeable about what new construction uh, is going on in your market, what new construction is proposed. I would say, realistically, even if the lot's nicer, even if the neighborhood's more established and all that, seven out of ten buyers in the United States will go new before they'll go resale. Yeah, that's it. That's just the facts. You guys know it from showing property that what we're saying is true. So be careful about that. And by the way, because I can't let this slide. Knowing about new construction is good for you anyway because you should be, you know, schmoozing those new build reps for their listing leads. Connect the dots. Yep. So that's a separate radio show, but I just couldn't, as a coach, let that slide. Okay. So, well, Julie, Julie, you just brought, yeah. Julie, you brought it up. We can't let it go by. Okay? <laughs> okay. So, guys, when you're showing the new construction, remember, those new construction build reps, they're running into buyers all day long, and those buyers – depending on the price point, are going to have houses to sell. You need to, as Julie said, schmooze those new, new construction reps for those listing leads because they will send them to you. Chances are there's a realtor in your marketplace that's one of the top-selling listing agents, and he or she gets fed their listing leads from new build reps. Mm -hmm. We have a whole section on Real Estate Coaching Essentials, guys, that's about how to do exactly that. It's not that complicated, really. Um, and remember, Real Estate Coaching Essentials is the de facto coaching program that all of you need to seriously be considering. It's painfully affordable. It's only $2,000 if you want to pay for the whole thing. But if you don't have $2,000 or if you've allocated your $2,000 for something else, don't worry about it. You can finance the whole program. There's no payment for the first 30 days. Every single one of you are pre-approved for this program, regardless of your credit, regardless of your past circumstances, because Julie and I are personally underwriting this program. So literally, you can join this program no matter what your situation is. We get emails from those of you guys who are new in real estate asking what you should do. This this is what you should do. Don't go start buying buyer leads. That's crazy. You guys have to get your education, get your skill set on, especially in anticipation of this shifting market. Uh, and Real Estate Coaching Essentials is a complete real estate system. It's every single thing that we talk about on this radio show. BPOs, REOs, but all the more, you know, even higher end real, I had coach, we have, Julie and I personally work with a lot of higher end coaching clients, and they use the exact same content that's in Real Estate Coaching Essentials to list 10 or 15 or $20 million properties. It is universally applicable, all price ranges and all markets. This is a real coaching program. You get four semi-private group calls with Julie, yes, this Julie, every single month. And, you know, those of you who are in the program now and aren't attending, you're really missing out. In addition to that, you get one private coaching call a month. Guys, this is the no-brainer coaching program. 
uh, all you got to do to get involved is just fill out that little form that's right there on your email. It's right there on your screen. A lot of you guys are listening to us on mobiles. Just scroll down, schedule an appointment. Someone will call you back. Or you can, if you're on your desktop, just go to joinharris.com. Or you know what? You guys can email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com, and I'll have someone from our team call you back and get you involved in that program. So don't fear. We, this is your solution. Julie, next point. Perfect. So point number six, do not go to the listing presentation unless you know the seller's time frame. Ideally, when does this home need to sell and close by? So why is that important? Well, in one of my calls this morning, we were talking about, you know, this is a big, what I call a big yummy listing, 1.6 million, one of my clients in Chicago. And the deal was they had a certain price in mind, you know, average days on the market for something like that on the river is like uh, maybe two months or so. But at a certain price point, that seller, it probably doesn't make sense for them to actually sell because they're a little bit tight. They're selling relatively early past the time that they actually bought it. So what is the seller's time frame? What is their stamina for the process? Ideally, when does it need to sell and close by? When you ask that question, if you get the answer, well, if it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Really? You've got to dig deeper on that. Does that mean that if it doesn't sell until approximately 2019, around Christmas sometime, that you're cool with that? Or is there an ideal situation that that homeowner is looking for? This is you guys digging deeper, understanding your client at a higher level so that you can give them better advice and have a better strategy regarding price and everything else. So what is the seller's actual time frame? If they don't have one, maybe they're not that motivated, and the less motivated they are, the higher they're going to price it. That's just a fact. So, and by the way, number, we give you guys, we get you guys as part of Real Estate Coaching Essentials get complete pre-qualification scripts. We mm-hmm. literally, all you have to do is follow the script, fill in the blanks, go through all the questions to ask. That way, before you go on a listing appointment, you know everything you need to know about that seller. You want to know how you basically have confidence going into a listing appointment. You follow a proven system, and this script and the pre-qual script is a critical part of it. Point number eight, Julie. Okay, sorry. I was just writing a note for my essentials call to remind them of something. Okay, so point number seven is similar. What is motivating the sale? When you know what they want to, uh, why they want to, or have to move, you can use this to stay on task during the appointment, referring to their needs and making it more about them than about you. So the reason that we're talking tonight is because it's important to you to move by this date because of this circumstance. It's my job to help you to do that with the least amount of stress, putting the most money in your pocket. That's different than going in there and simply talking about all of your awards and this and that and blah, blah, blah. When you know it's motivating the sale, first of all, it's better if there actually is something motivating the sale and we're not just running the price up the flagpole, okay? So when you know what's motivating the sale, you can actually use the homeowner's motivation to have an easier time closing them for the signature on the contract. That's one point. And, and most importantly is you focus on what's important to them more than what's important that you think might be important to them or important to you. You've got to know what's causing them to want to move. You know, you guys, especially our grizzled veterans, get a little bit removed from this. Moving is kind of a big deal for people. It's kind of stressful. It's, it's not something that people go into lightly for the most part. So you've got to know what's the motivation, what's most important to them. So don't go if you don't know. Number eight, are they listing and buying, ideally with you, or are they just listing? If they're not buying with you and they haven't bought yet, is there a referral needed for where they're moving to? This is one of the most commonly forgotten questions to ask 
because you guys assume it's just the listing and there's money left on the table. It's crazy how many times we hear about uh, real estate clients who use one agent for listing and another agent in the same market for buying. What causes that? It's because one or both of those agents didn't bother to ask the question, where are you moving to next when it sells? Such a simple thing. So are they listing and buying or just listing, and is there a possible referral fee for you if they're not moving locally? So that's a simple question. Uh, point number nine, and this can really open up an interesting conversation, what happens if the home either doesn't sell or if they don't get, quote, their price? So a lot of you guys say, well, it doesn't matter what I list in my market, it sells overnight with multiple offers. Well, first of all, that's not going to happen forever. Get clear on that if we haven't made that point yet. But a lot of those markets where things are going quickly, you guys are really pushing your luck on pricing and hitting some appraisal issues, which opens up the can of worms. What if you don't get, quote, your price? We used to have the script, uh, what's the price that makes your heart stop, which kind of gets to the point. Right. So what happens if it either doesn't sell at all or you don't get your price? What happens? What does that do to your plans? Some of your homeowners will say, well, it doesn't matter. We have to move because it's a corporate relocation. We don't have a choice. That's a good listing. Others will say, well, if we don't get this, that means we can't buy that, and we'll wait and we'll try again next year. It's important for well, you Julie, to know going into it. Go ahead. So uh, coaching clients, special message for you. Make sure you're using the complete home selling guide. In the complete home selling guide, there's a really, and this graph has been around forever, by the way. We didn't create this. But the complete home selling guide is something you give the seller after they list the house with you. A lot of you guys aren't using that. You know, there's the pre-listing, there's the, the whole system is done for you. The pre-listing pack, the listing presentation, everything. But after they sign the contract, then you give them this nice book. One of the pages in the book is basically, you know, it's titled, Why Isn't My Home Selling? And there's a graph that shows essentially the effects of overpricing. You're going to have to start making sure your sellers are seeing that. In a case where you have to walk in and the seller has their heads in the cloud about price, which is, you know, every one of them, <laughs> you're right. going to have don't, as, as Julie discussed yesterday, don't talk yourself out of a listing by trying to be right about price. You will sometimes have to take the, uh, take the listing over price. If you're competing and they're, listing, and they're interviewing three other agents, and the other agents are telling the seller what they want to hear, and you go in there and you hang yourself on the cross hoping to get your price and you don't get the listing, you have lost. So what we want you to do is still take the listing, but we want you to tell the seller the truth. Remember we told you this yesterday as well. Mr. Seller, listen, I understand why you think your house is worth, you know, a million when and the market is saying perhaps it's you know when the CMA is saying it's worth say for example 750 and I can see because of the improvements you made to the house the backyard the view whatever they say you can concede to it that's fine set your ego aside stop trying to be right just agree with them but Mr. Seller let's agree to do this after two weeks or ten showings if we don't have a verifiable written offer on your property that we are agreeing right now that we'll reposition the house on the market uh, to better reflect the buyer's or the market's expectation. You need to make that clear. You need to look them both in the eye, assuming there's two, and you need to explain to them that we have to all be on the same page. We can start out higher. You know, that way the seller can be right and they can try their higher price, but we cannot stay there or we will miss the market. 
because, you know, listings are like milk. The longer they stay in the cooler, the more, you know, the closer <laughs> to the expiration date they get, they don't, it doesn't get better. So, you know, that's, these are all things that coaching clients make sure all this stuff is explained in the complete home selling guide. You're asking what happens after I take a listing. Some of you guys that are newer in the real estate business, we have in Real Estate Coaching Essentials, what is it, Julia, a four-month, you know, daily communication uh, checklist? 12-week seller uh, communication plan. And if you make it yep. to 12 weeks, and you've done everything that you're supposed to do on the plan, there's only one answer. It's price, 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 or price after 12 weeks. That's right. But we tell you That's what right. to say and how to say it on those calls. A lot of you guys don't make your seller calls regularly because you run out of things to talk about. So we're here to help well, we you tell with you that. What we're to aware say. of that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. you know, Julia, you're going, I, you have one more point, right? I do, but it's easy. How did they happen to call you? Track your sources of business. If you don't know where your business comes from, you can't get more of it from the best sources. So that was an easy thing to make sure that you ask. Um, so true story with that, guys. We had this assistant um, when we sold real estate. Her name was Kelly. And um, Kelly had a, was using our home seller you know, prequal script. And I was in the office, and I heard somebody call in. A seller called in and wanted, I want to talk with Tim and Julie about selling my house. So Kelly did what Kelly was supposed to do. She grabbed the script, and we used, we, you know, we used forms. We didn't use any online Mickey Mouse. We used forms. That way it was all out in the open, and everyone could see it. And then the form got filled out. And this is the same prequal script same prequal form that we give you guys part of Real Estate Coaching Essentials. Hey, guess what? Tim and Julie sold real estate. <laughs> That's different. Imagine right? that. For real estate coaches. Imagine that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I was listening to her ask the seller these questions, and one of the, you know, she asked the same question twice, and the question she asked is, why are you calling Tim and Julie today to list your property? You know, very direct. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, is Kelly didn't have a real estate license. Kelly was our assistant, and Kelly wasn't afraid to ask those types of questions whereas many of you would never in a million years ask a seller that question, but there it was on the script. Well, she wasn't paying attention, and she ended up asking the question twice, and I was listening to this, and they said, why have you decided to call Tim and Julie out today to list your house? And they said, and, and I, I saw her, like, um, write down or something, neighbor's sold sign or something like that. And then she asked the same exact question again, and then I watched her write down that, um, you know, so-and-so from her church or whatever source it was had done a real estate transaction with three years ago with their parents-in-law, and that was how this referral came about. The point was is that by asking that question twice, everyone, you know, the conditioned response that sellers would give would always be signed, I got a postcard, they sold my neighbor's house. They always would say the same exact things. But when you'd ask the question again in a different form, and that became part of our script, what you discover is that you will have in your community folks that are actually trying to actively send you business on a regular basis. You won't just have past clients. You will have past clients who are raising fans. It's important that you know who's trying to send you business so you can pull that out so you can then call those people up and thank them or do special things for them. So these are all the types of things you guys will learn to do as you become more professional. Julie, anything you'd like to say as you round the bend? That's it. So don't skip these points because if you look at points 1 through 10, yesterday's uh, podcast as well as today's, these are the same things that get you guys in trouble with pricing if you don't know what you're doing, right? So that's the thing. If you don't know what their motivation is, if you don't know what the price in their head is, if you don't know what their time frame is, if you don't know if you're competing with new construction, you are signing yourself up for an overpriced listing. That's a fact. 
If you don't know the average days on the market, how are you going to set their expectations? You're setting yourself up for a seller freaking out if their house isn't sold by this weekend. If you don't know the list-to-sell price ratio, how are you going to negotiate? This is sort of like listing 101 with a high emphasis, a magnifying glass over pricing. And pricing is the, is the one thing you guys have to deal with, whether you're dealing with buyers or sellers or anything else. Get good at pricing. Don't blow this off. This is one of the reasons we recommend in the essentials class that you do some BPO work. You get paid to be a great pricer. So that's my parting thought, I guess, since you asked. Well, Jill, you, you, you coined a phrase that uh, I think was you know, fantastic. And you said basically working with buyers is physical labor and working with sellers is mental labor. And, I, and no one's ever said that before. And, man, is that so true. What did you mean by that? Well, you know, literally working with buyers is manual labor. You're driving around. You're fooling around with your lockbox. You're, you know, on the freeway. You're setting up showings. It, it's a lot of work. And there's nothing wrong with that. Remember, when you work with buyers, those are your future listings. But listings, if we're being honest, are harder. They do require more skill. You are competing more than when you work with buyers. There's more going on with sellers. One of the things that happens is buyers are almost always excited unless they're doing a serious downsize for financial reasons. By and large, they are excited about what they're getting. They're getting more than what they're losing. Buyers are like, show well, me the next property. Sellers buyers are a social relationship. You guys can yes. be successful working with buyers by just having a great personality and knowing how to open the door and not talking yourself out of a sale. Because let's be honest, guys, you don't sell real estate. The house sells itself. It either does exactly. or doesn't fit the buyer's needs. Nobody has ever sold a house to a buyer. The house sold itself to the buyer. That's just a fact on the buyer side. Now, on a seller side, there is a lot of skill that's necessary. There's a lot of sales skill that's necessary. There's a lot of business skill that's necessary. And I know, for, you know from doing this for 20 years, coaching for 20 years, that's the reason you guys avoid becoming listing agents, because you know that you don't have that skill set. But here's a little secret, something you don't know. You can make so much more money as a listing agent, so much easier, because from the listing side of things, you actually have – Julie, I know you need to get to a coaching call – you actually have con you have control and you have leverage with listings. On buyers, you don't. On buyers, you are the leverage. So when you have a listing, for example, one listing, you put it in the MLS, you price it right, you have all the other agents in the marketplace that are trying to sell that for you, right? You take the listing, you follow our 120-day, our four-month you know, seller communication guide, you do what you promise you're going to do like you promised you're going to do it, and then the market will sell that listing for you, assuming it's priced correctly and you know, it's got good condition and location. You add another listing. You add five more listings. You add 10 more listings. Now you have 20 listings, let's say. Now, oh, my God, how am I going to manage 20 listings? It's easy. It's the same thing over and over again. It's the same conversation over and over again. Guys, if anything, the thing you'll have to fight against once you become a really powerful listing agent is being bored because you're just going to be doing the same thing over and over again. Remember one of our you know, trademark sayings is long-term ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's what is critical that you guys just internalize. Don't fight it. Those of you who are still making the mistake of looking for the secret soft, and the easy button, the magic bullet, you know, you guys aren't real business people. You're just essentially flippery gibbets that are just going to go from one bright light to the next. And when moths do, that has that work out for them. We're, if you're going to be in real estate long term, you have to start with a mindset that you're going to be of service to other people. You're, you are here 
to be of service to other people, to help solve other people's problems. That is what you get paid to do. If you're not making enough money, if you're not really kicking absolute ass in a market like this, it's because you have not basically earned the right to be service to enough people that they trust you to take care of their needs. It's that simple. Guys, stop resisting. The skills are where it's at, especially in a transitioning market like this. Hopefully, you guys will get it. Hopefully, some of you are listening. Hopefully, a lot of you guys are going to embrace the fact that this is a changing market. You're not going to be fearful of it, and you're going to make the most of it. I honestly pray for all of you that you take what we're saying seriously so you're not like so many people, not just agents, but so many people during the last crash that were essentially devastated. Don't let that happen to you. You have the information at your fingertips. Do not procrastinate. Do not wait. Do not look for the easy button, because if you, you will find something that presents itself as the easy button, but it is a lie. You know that's true, don't you? If there's anything we can ever do for you guys, obviously, you email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. We love what we do. We love being able to help you guys. Please allow us to do so in any way we can. In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.